Hi, I'm Jean Godfrey-June, and this is Megan O'Neill. We're the beauty editors at Goop. And you're listening to Goop's newest podcast series, The Beauty Closet, where we have some pretty incredible conversations with top makeup artists, hairstylists, dermatologists, plastic surgeons, female founders, and skincare experts in the business. And today is actually all about skincare. The founder of the first clean luxury skincare brand, Tata Harper. I remember the day she launched in New York to the press, and it just blew my mind. She was like, people who want luxury definitely don't want toxic chemicals. <laughs> One of the obvious aha moment thoughts that you can't believe you weren't already aware of. Yeah. She's from Colombia. She runs the business out of her farm in Vermont. She's pretty fascinating. Her ideas about skin and skincare and routines are so brilliant. And I also love her path to entrepreneurship. And I love her style, and I love her accent. And she smells so good. First, though, let us tell you about the blow dryer of our dreams. We're obsessed. L.A. office and New York mm-hmm. office. People are just like, the Dyson dryer. It's, it, it really does make a difference in how, like, you dry your hair. A big thank you to our friends at Dyson who are making this podcast possible. We're all a bit tech-obsessed here at Goop. And when we fall in love with a product, we appreciate its incredible engineering. And the Dyson Supersonic Hair Dryer gives us a lot to appreciate. It's the fastest drying because it's made with a digital motor that's incredibly powerful, plus an intelligent heat control feature that protects against extreme heat damage and boosts shine by up to 132% and smoothness by 75% compared to naturally dried hair. It's brilliant for every hair type, and I love how luscious, silky, and defined my curls feel after I go over them with the Dyson Supersonic. I use the diffuser attachment. When my friends with straighter textures use the smoothing nozzle, the shine and the bounce is just amazing. When I want to switch it up and wear my hair straight, an urge I get once in a blue moon, the new wide-tooth comb attachment is excellent for that. And Dyson engineered the dryer so the motor is ingeniously located in the handle, which makes the entire dryer much, much easier to use. It just rules. To learn more about the Supersonic, go to Dyson.com slash Beauty Closet. Hey, Megan. Hey, Jean. This talk with Tata was just so great. She really knows her stuff. I once actually got to visit her farm in Vermont. And it's as magical and beautiful as you think it is. Calendula drying on wooden racks, herbs growing everywhere, gardens. And then there are all these people literally mixing together the oils and herbs and extracts. They use big mixers like a bakery almost. And the smell, all these essential oils. That literally sounds like heaven. While I was there, we did this sort of forest bathing, earthing thing at the same time. Everybody should do this, even though it sounds like the simplest, most obvious thing in the world. We just took some blankets and went out under the trees. It sounds so basic. And, you know, closed our eyes for a little bit, but then just looked and felt the forest. And staring up at the sky at, like, the leaves. I mean, if you've ever seen, like, or read anything about fractals, like, every part of the tree reflects another part of the tree, and it's pretty amazing. And I don't know. I I just, I can't recommend it more highly. It's a very, very simple thing to do, but while it's summer... Do it. Yeah, I just want to be barefoot all the time. Yeah, barefoot, lie down on your back, on the ground, in a little stand of trees, barefoot It'll and fractals. I yeah. want that. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, Tata. Tata knows a lot about skincare. Like, she kind of changed my mind about when to put on face oil. I feel like we've all been doing it wrong. And she had a thing about cleanser that was kind of life-changing, too. 
I loved her stories about growing up in Colombia and doing the beauty things with her moms and sisters on the weekends. It just sounded yeah. so glamorous and fun. That sort of idea of self-care enchants me. Not like the one thing, more thing to do, you know, that kind yeah. of self-care, but yeah. more like you're tucking yourself away and taking care of yourself like you're this precious thing, <sighs> taking care of your skin, which, of course, I hardly ever do. Yeah. The closest thing to it, I think, it, you know, feels like it to me was I used to sit by the pool with my kids and we'd give each other pedicures. Aww. And I used to love that. Like something about sharing that with, with other people. There's yeah. something about beauty that's so connecting. Yeah. I My thing is my mom used to braid my hair every morning. And it was nice, but it was also like really traumatic because I had this thicket of tangles and she would like not very tenderly <laughs> rip it through my hair. And I would often cry. But it was nice to have that moment you know together yeah well i feel like tata's experience was a little different <laughs> she had the skincare experience that's yeah. why she's so amazing with the textures and the results all of it mm -hmm. big on eye cream okay let's get to it tata we are so happy to have you here we're so excited to talk to you oh, you thank are you for inviting me this is so fun you yeah. are the the og luxury clean beauty brand in the world, um, how did you? How did that start? How how did you wake up to clean beauty? First of all, well, you know, I clean beauty is such a new term. I really <laughs> true haven't woke. I did not wake up to clean beauty. I just I just really wanted to fill a gap that was in the market for people that wanted completely natural products, not just clean, because clean is just about avoiding a couple of controversial chemicals. Clean yeah. is not necessarily 100% pure and 100% synthetic free, which is what I wanted to do. And I just really wanted to have a create an alternative because it didn't, nothing really exists. Eventually everything will be cleaned, like, right? That's Hopefully. the, mm -hmm. I think that that's where it's going. But I just wanted to do something radically different and provide like a true innovation in the sector. Because even though I didn't come from the sector in just creating Tata Harper, I just realized that, you know, there hasn't been, there's a lot of new products <laughs> in the market. <laughs> there's a lot of quote unquote disruption when it comes to marketing and communication. But when you look at deep at the industry, there isn't true innovation mm -hmm. in the sense yeah. that, you know, formulations are typically, you know, formulated with the same hero ingredient. But there hasn't been any formulas that extend beyond the one ingredient that, that really brings hard working products to the market so that you can really get a lot of results from one product. And you don't have to buy 10 different moisturizers. You just buy one that, that gives really, you all the yeah. results of those 10. So that was kind of like from a formulation standpoint and from a technology standpoint, what I wanted to create. But I wanted to create it with all natural raw materials. Yeah. Nothing synthetic and, and for real, you know, with like true integrity and like a true uh, commitment to that. And, you know, when I began, everybody thought that I was nuts. But if you're not a minimalist, but you are a beauty maximalist and you want like concentrated, the best ingredients, not just a yeah. natural moisturizer, but mm -hmm. the best natural moisturizer, where do I go? And then on top of that, I want that all that technology to be completely non-artificial and not include 
all of those ingredients that are typically found in beauty products, not at the active ingredient level, which is all that we hear as consumers, the yeah. flower, the rose, the orchid, the algae, right? Like yeah, greenwashing is <laughs> <laughs> I know, but, everywhere. But then how do we replace parabens? You know, mm-hmm. a lot of the functionals, a lot of the things that people don't talk about uh, that you need in formulas to make products work because products are not just actives. You need thickeners, you need emulsifiers, you need preservatives, you need stabilizers, you need so many other things. And the industry has typically defaulted to the cheap industrial chemical, like the paraben, so much petro, so much propylene glycol, which is like forms of antifreeze. I'm like, wait, but we are not cars. (laughs) When I think about high tech and and things that belong in my skin, like I never think that that those products are really sharing anything with like what's inside of my car, you Mm -hmm. know, just to to begin with. So it was just really about elevating that, you know? And then also then looking at how the products were produced. That was kind of like phase two because I realized that in the beauty industry for, you know, a myriad of different reasons, everything is subcontracted. Mm-hmm. And, that's, yeah. and that's a result of, you know, many different factors. But the reality is that as a client, you don't expect that level of outsourcing. I remember being like... Oh, well, so you outsource your formulas to labs. They have a lot of different bases. And then the conversations with me with me would be like, oh, you're from Colombia, Tata. We have this amazing ingredient from the Amazons. You, this we, is right in line with who you are. are yeah. Exactly. This is in line with who you are. Yeah. This is it. This we're going to put it across the board. And I'm like, this is not a line about me and who I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this is a yeah. line about... You know, like a wide audience that just wants like real skincare technology because that's the whole point of buying skincare. Yeah. So it was it was very you know I it was very gimmicky. They thought that to have a base that was completely natural was impossible, <laughs> and they also thought that adding more than one or two or three ingredients was just like asking for cr- it really? crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I realized that I could not participate in any of that. I'm like I rejected all of that, like subcontracting for the for the formulas. And what I decided to do is just build the formulas from the ground up with for our formulators and many different scientists that collaborated with me. Yeah, whether it's herbalist or aromatherapist or just like pure green chemistry, and then. Then you go to the sub the next level of subcontracting after you have your formulas, right? You go to your contract manufacturer that it's a company that makes your brand and 50 other brands and you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. They have it all figured out for you. They will buy your own, your raw materials. They will produce whatever quantity works for them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, and you don't have to worry about that. And then by the time that it gets to my customers, two stores rotated through their warehousing and through all of that, it's like many, many months go by. And yeah. I love this idea of fresh beauty. So mm. I'm like, well, you know, I've been living in my farm. This was an old dairy farm. And I'm an engineer. You know, I'm an industrial engineer. I'm not a cosmetic chemist. So I'm like, well, maybe I can produce this stuff. You know, let's see how hard that in is. Vermont. In Vermont. So what I did in the farm is that I converted a lot of the dairy barns and I created our factory. Wow. Which is amazing. I've which been is- there and it's just... It's magical, but not like magical, like fairy. Like it's like a 
incredible it's industry. It's real. People are mixing things. There's there's calendula drying on one thing, and then they're pouring oh my waxes into another thing. Like it's happening. So yeah. everything happens on everything. Your farm. Like all of our green bottles come from Vermont from okay. our own facility with our own people. So we produce it. We fill it. We actually like you know that which is another phase. It's like even like distribute distributors, which is you know very common in our industry. Yeah, to beauty be, industry is all about. Yeah, it's all about distribution. And we distribute our own products. We don't even have distributors. So because so for it's me, really... it was never about like being the biggest. It's about being the best and growing slowly as you need, you know, as you know, to build luxury. It's not about being everywhere right away. It's 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 a slower process. It for takes sure. time. Right. It you know, and also like we produce everything. So always like I've always been measuring like what scale is actually healthy for us. So yeah. for the longest time we've been focused on the U.S. Like when we launched, it was all about the U.S. Then, you know, maybe year three into the company, we started Canada. And then after that, we're like, okay, it's time for Europe, then Scandinavia. Now, finally, Asia. I just came wow. back from Hong Kong on, on Sunday, which so was cool. so exciting. So I dedicate my time not just to sales and marketing and producing content, but in formulation, in product development, in actual production uh, yeah. issues. So it's <laughs> it's really cool. It's really cool, especially being an engineer that you're able to do this and and be so in depth in so many things and to know that you've created like a like a, also a supply chain and a whole system that it's also more responsible in the carbon footprint mm-hmm. and yeah. in the quality of the products that you're offering to your clients because it's like I I don't know, how can you it didn't seem okay for us for the products that we are making to outsource every piece of the production of what you do, you mm-hmm. know, like the most yeah. important part of your business. Yeah. Well, it's like, it makes me think of, uh, I was once in the Chanel Atelier, you know, where they're, they're doing the couture and they're sewing it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not, they're not sending it anywhere. Yeah. It's like their client is downstairs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's <laughs> so a, fun. Backing up a little bit though, uh-huh. why for you, why beauty and why luxury? Well, a couple of things, you know, this didn't happen for me that I'm like, oh, I want to be a beauty entrepreneur. And this is like, a oh, long, you're an engineer. Why? How I am a, this happen? is a dream or, oh, I've heard that this is an amazing business where people make a lot of money. It started because I, you know, my stepfather got diagnosed with cancer and I became mm-hmm. very aware about how daily habits are probably the one, one of the most important things that you can actually do for yourself because it's like lifestyle it's so it dictates so much of your health like before for i sure. thought that natural products were more about being eco-friendly being an environmentalist which i am right. yeah and people still assume that they're like oh i'm trying to be green you know to be responsible and you're like well but it's what's you know yeah. it's what you're putting on your skin and whether it's going to be good for you or not it's really like a health <laughs> conversation so yeah. that's what like really like really like changed the chip completely for me is like, oh, this is not about the environment, which I do many other things for. I don't necessarily yeah. need to change my moisturizer. Right. Mm-hmm. It's really about me and my health and my well-being. So I started changing a lot of things in my life. Like I started changing my cleaning products, even like the the dry cleaner, like, mm, it, yeah, it, like a thing. lot of different aspects. 
And skincare was like that part that was really like the last frontier for me because I couldn't find products that really catered for my needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a lot in like natural food stores and like little yeah. apothecaries. Like Skincare but, had to catch up. But then there's other percentage of the population that have been used to high-tech Swiss skincare. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, which, like... which to many people, you're like, that seems very natural to me. They're using a flower from the Alps, you know. <laughs> That's t- yeah, exactly. And then, and then I would be like, I remember going to like department stores and beauty stores where we used to get my products. I'm like, guys, please help me. Like, I want to do the natural thing. What do you have? And they would show me, you know, the things that were natural. The, you know, they would show me things with algae, things with orchids, things with yeah. roses. But then you turn around the box mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I see it's that like laundry list and ingredients. But yeah. I see it mixed with the 50 in 50 industrial chemicals, the same 50 industrial chemicals that I'm seeing everywhere. Right. Yeah. So it's like. You know, like, I, I don't want to have anything to do with any of this industrial chemicals. Like, so just really not having options. And I don't know how I got motivated to doing this. And obviously, <laughs> this is like one of those instances where, like, ignorance is complete, complete bliss <laughs> because you... <laughs> I had no idea what I was getting into and I wasn't even thinking about it. And what I realized is that a lot of the challenges were more psychological Mm. than actually technological. Oh, how so? Like, It's just like, you know, a lot of beauty formulators are just used to doing things a certain way. Synthetics are... Easy, Simple. like they are relatively easy to yeah. work with. No, that's what I meant. Like it, uh-huh. it's easier for them to just do what they've been doing. Not... Of course. Yes, exactly. Do what they were doing and continue doing what they were doing. And then they would be like, but that they will be paraben free. And I'm like, yeah, but what are you replacing parabens with? with? And they would be like, oh, phenoxyethanol. No <laughs> one knows about phenoxyethanol. I'm like, no, guys, like you're not getting this. Like you are really yeah. not getting what I'm trying to do. So it was just really, it was like a real struggle. It was like an uphill battle, like everything, because I think that I look back that the way that the business, the industry has been doing things just for very few things, Mm -hmm. maybe like the dosages on the products. We invented our own rules and whatever we thought made the most sense for the products that we're making. Not that subcontracting is bad. There's nothing bad with that. It's just that it didn't work for us. And I also, as a customer, always when I bought brands, I always had this fantasy, you know, like there were things were made in Switzerland and they were (laughs) made by the company and the Alps. Yeah, there's some person like mixing it up, which is true (laughs) for you. I mean, I've seen it in action. And then I really wanted to like bring that fantasy alive and keep that alive for our clients and, and again, like become a real skincare company and not just spend my time in marketing and content, but in in actually making Making products. That are that are in, that are also, you know, products that makes people life better. Yeah, I think that nowadays is like you don't need more serums, yeah. you don't need more eye creams. Like, what we need are products that make our lives better. Well, you're you have this incredible when you do your facials uh, for people when you have those events where there's the the big green box full of products and you're 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 talking through people how to how to take care of their skin, and that's a whole. Another side of <laughs> of what you do, and I wonder, like, what what do people learn at those that is, I guess, surprising? What what do people know need to know about taking care of their skin, even once they've got these incredible products? Are there things that you're telling them in that 
conversation that yeah people listen and they take learn notes and, and they learn and it's not only about them learning i learn a lot from those events too hmm. and i actually they they are inspired in like things that my grandmother and my mother used to do growing up like we should we used to get together like a group of women on like saturday mornings and like this either, is in colombia this is in colombia yes and we used to like you know like do this little facials on ourselves and my grandmother used to have like Penny, petty, blowout. Like it was just oh, wow. really like getting ready for the weekend, like every Saturday morning. And then when I started the company, because I had spent so much time in research and development specifically, I really wanted to hear the feedback of real women telling me what they think about these things that I've been creating for so long. Yeah. And yeah. Silo. <laughs> so <laughs> we want to know. <laughs> so for maximum absorption, which is mm -hmm. what I typically focus on, is that you always want to go from the more liquidy product into the densest product. And I realized that a lot of people were making the mistake of like cleansing their skin and then immediately adding oil. Mm -hmm. huh. And yeah. then after the oil is when a lot of things come. But oils have bigger molecular weights than a lot of the other things that are like more high tech and like a lot of the ingredients that I buy. So it's like, yes, oil penetrates everything, but not everything penetrates oil. So if you put oil first, a lot know. of the absorption of additional things are not going to be as effective. Huh. So I, I always think that it's really important to go from like you cleanse. Mm -hmm. And and I have my whole, like, I have a whole philosophy around cleansing. I know that a lot of people think that cleansing their skin is kind of like basic and that you might as well just do it with whatever because it's just soap and cleansing. But no, cleansing is actually a very important step because you can create a lot of barrier degradation in your mm -hmm. skin by using Not if just you use detergent. your oil cleanser. Oh my God, my I'm the best. <laughs> or <laughs> any of them. Like none of them mm. have detergents or any of those ingredients that really compromise your barrier. So it's really important to cleanse. And at night, it's really important to double cleanse because oh, yeah. we live in very polluted, dirty cities nowadays. And just one cleanse is honestly like not enough. Not enough. Like if you're in Vermont, like, yeah, you can make a case for that. <laughs> but it's pretty dirty here. Yeah, yeah but in yeah. definitely urban settings, you need like a good oil cleanser cleanser to remove kind of like a big buildup, dirt, pigments. And that's for all skin types? For all skin types. And then you want to follow with something that goes in deeper, right? Like a foaming cleanser or a purifying cleanser or any oh. other cleanser mm. that are more about pores and really like, like... getting in there. Getting in there, yeah. Then after you cleanse, it's really important to use an essence because essences which are not toners. Essences are actually the antithesis of a toner. Because okay. toners are about... Because I always... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, toners are about like drying and a lot of astringency. Alcohol. You know, a lot of alcohols. Mm, a lot of yeah. people use them as a final step of their cleansing regimen. But essences are not about that. Essences are actually about hydrating your skin and also providing a lot of penetration enhancement. So oh. that everything that you apply after your essence is going to go deeper inside of the skin. So they're like, essence is like an elevator of like active ingredients inside Ooh. of the skin. <laughs> yeah. So after you put an essence, you want to used your two most important anti-aging products, okay. which are a serum. You, a oh, serum. Oh, which are ours. Oh no, my God. Like for you, like yeah. your serum and your eye cream. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
those are the most important products and you want to apply them right after your serum. And also they are typically the products that have lower molecular weight too. So you want to get those in as deep as possible. Then after that you do moisturizer and then after a moisturizer is when you would do like a face oil or sunscreen oil, or everything else. End. So that okay. like locks it all in. Locks it all in. And also oils are not moisturizing. A lot of people think that oils are moisturizing. But aren't some moisturizing? They are emollients and, you know, they, they, what oils really bring into the equation is that they are like food for your skin. They are sources of vitamins, minerals, omega. So imagine that they're like a supplement, just like you take internal supplements. Mm -hmm. This is like your topical supplement. You need water to hydrate your skin right? Like good moisturizers are based out of water. Mm -hmm. Oils are nourishing, calming, soothing. They help just provide nutrients to the skin. So you want to always do that last. And they also, because of their molecular structure, they also provide that barrier so that that moisturizer doesn't just evaporate from your skin. Let's take a quick break and then we'll get right back to Tata Harper. At Goop, we're obsessed with beauty products and tools that really, truly work to make you look like you, but better. It's the reason we're so into Dyson's supersonic hair dryer, which is something of a feat of engineering. It dries hair super, super fast. It has the fastest digital motor and a special air multiplier technology. There's even an intelligent heat control technology that protects hair from extreme heat damage and amps up natural shine all at once. In fact, the dryer helps boost smoothness by 75%, shine by up to 132% and decreases frizz by up to 61% compared to naturally dried hair. And oh my god, I feel like my curls are extra shiny and silky after using it. My texture is a bit coarse and a bit kinky, and when I go over my entire head with the diffuser attachment, it leaves my curls feeling defined, smooth, and insanely soft with less frizz. There's an amazing smoothing nozzle that my friends who wear their hair straight love, a new wide tooth comb attachment to help shape textured hair, a style concentrator for precision styling, and a new gentle air attachment for sensitive scalps and fine hair. So really it works brilliantly, no matter what your hair type. It feels steady and natural in your hand, which isn't surprising since it was ingeniously designed with the motor and the handle to balance out the weight. This thing is amazing, and it's really changed our lives over here at Goop. To learn more about the Supersonic, go to dyson.com slash beautycloset. Okay, let's get back to our chat with Tata Harper. Many of your products are are gauged towards some sort of minimizing the signs of aging. How how has has being a skin guru affected how you feel about aging? I I don't know if it has to do if it there's a direct correlation between what I do and how I feel about aging. Hmm. I have never been scared of aging, you know, like, I, I don't know, like a lot, I see a lot of the women in my family and I've seen how they've aged so, so amazingly just because they take care of themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and they, and it's really about not like the quick fixes, even though like my mother has gotten plastic surgery and uh-huh. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm Latin, yeah. so, you know, <laughs> it's just like there's just some unavoidable <laughs> cultural things, Yeah, but it's just like overall, like you know, like the vitality of, of, of them overall. And I also have always felt that beauty is, you know, it's not necessarily just about the physical, like there's a big spiritual and emotional element to 
being considered a beauty. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like for Definitely. me, it's like some of the most attractive people that I know that I consider the most attractive are not necessarily the ones that have like super porcelain skin and they have everything is smooth. And it's what they exude. Are, it's like they exude this thing, you know, it's Mm -hmm. something very ethereal and it's hard to explain, but it definitely goes beyond the physical and it definitely encompasses a lot of your spiritual, your emotional, your attitude Mm -hmm. uh, plays such a big role in, 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 in attractiveness overall that I just think that if you always have that and if you take care of yourself in many ways, not just taking care of yourself and like applying a lot of products, I mean, yeah. Skincare is just like a piece of the puzzle, right? Yeah. It's an important piece of the puzzle because it's how you, what you do topically and what you do from the exterior side of things. But what you eat is so important. Having good sleep at night is critical. Managing stress is so important. Like, I don't know, even if, like, if a, a woman, it's like absolutely gorgeous. If she looks stressed out, she doesn't look her best. It's so yeah. true. Yeah. Right? So true. And when somebody's telling you how busy they are and you're like, yeah, yeah unlike like, anyone uh, else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just a few things that are, you know, it that, that makes someone look their best that it's just not like the way exactly that what you're seeing. Yeah. you know, with your eyes. It's mm-hmm. just like it extends into their aura and their personality. And and uh, and I think that a lot of that have to do with the way that you live. Yeah. yeah. When do you feel the most beautiful? Me? Probably after, you know, when I'm getting ready to go out. Like I, I am someone mm-hmm. that I don't use a lot of makeup. And in my daily life, I'm not like spending a lot of time in like hair and makeup yeah. and all of that. So it's like, I just like to be comfortable, but when I'm going out, you know, and you're putting that extra effort, you're like, oh, okay. Like, I feel, I feel good. I, you, I usually, you know, don't wear heels and, you yeah, know, like, it's like you put it on. Things. It feels good to make effort sometimes. Yeah, exactly. When you're like going out and like finally getting like all, you know. All done up. Do you, done. you were, t- were talking about how you have a project to wear everything you own. <laughs> oh, yeah. D- does that apply to makeup also? That doesn't apply to makeup. <laughs> you know, I, it's so funny. I sometimes get lured in into this fantasy that I'm going to use all of this makeup. And I see people putting the makeup on and doing this eye. And I'm like, oh, how did you do that? That's so fascinating. I want to do it. They're like, oh, it's so simple. Just buy these three things. And yeah. they'll do it at home. Those products always sit. Yeah, and I never use it. Lately, I've been doing a little bit of eye of eyeliner that I didn't do before. Do you have favorite (laughs) makeup brands? Do you have favorite? I love Kajer Weiss. Oh Oh, yeah, so good. She's amazing, and she's amazing. And she she kind of like launched at almost the same time as I did. So I just feel that you know, kind of like we're in the same wavelength in 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 many regards. I love her, yeah, her, her, her everything. I love her packaging yeah, philosophy so from the beginning, like about reusability. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it's hard to find a lot of high quality products and brands that actually give you that opportunity to be sustainable, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Because Difficult. it's like for the longest time, luxury has been defined as just excess and more is more, more just for the yeah. sake right. of more, more tissue, more box, the box inside of the box inside of the bag. So it's uh, it's just nice to have those brands that give you that opportunity to feel not only amazing about the purchase, but also feel good about like your ego anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Which is good to feel about. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're, 
a single mom mm-hmm. and you run a company and you've got, you know, how they don't ask men this question, you know, but but how how do you do it and stay not stressed and beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> not stressed and beautiful. I do have to admit, I mean, I have my times that I am stressed. I just have like different coping mechanisms for stress for being stressed. But, you know, I approach my life as an engineer. Okay. And especially my calendar as, you know, I engineer my time. And I think that that is the single most important thing that I need to do to prioritize all the different activities that I need to do and also to make sure that my work life doesn't overtake my life because yeah. it's like I could be working 24-7, you know, like sure. the work is never ending. The yeah. list just keep going on and on <laughs> and on. So I think that that's one thing that it's been a big thing for me is just learning that I need to spend time planning my time and that things are just not going to happen miraculously and everything's going to fall into place. Like I actually need to make sure that I am here for my kids' birthdays, that I am around for vacation time, that I am around for all these things. And then also for my team, because I, I am the type of manager that I love like I hate procrastination. Like I actually don't procrastinate because oh, it gives wow. me so Lucky. much anxiety. Yeah. What's your favorite? <laughs> it gives you just, me too much anxiety. It's like I better just do it. You know what I mean? Or know yeah. that it's been taken care of like at this day and that I have a time for it. So you schedule everything. That's yeah, what that I, looks I like. have a lot of systematic touch bases. So when we have a live project or even with my teams, like I, we need to have recurring meetings. I just make sure like we have like my assistant and I, what we call the matrix. Mm-hmm. Which is, <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> Which is like, I have it divided. It's like so OCD. It's like what I do weekly, what I do by weekly, my monthly meetings, my quarterly meetings, the things that just happen once a year and those months that it happens once a year. And also Whoa. the ongoing projects. You know, like now we're planning a pop-up at Le Bon Marche. So I have like touch bases with the teams about like the progress of the project. So that's how I feel that even like that level of involvement that sounds so like absolutely ridiculous. It's what gives me it. it, it, now I'm not stressed because I know that things are taken care of and that everybody's on the same page and everybody and I'm doing regular touch bases and everybody. I love to finish the things that we start. Yeah. So... That's well, how I get it done. That said, do you do things to unwind? Oh, absolutely. What do you and do? I love, and it's really what I've learned is that in this stage of my life, it's not about big things. It's about small things, like having tea with my girlfriends, mm-hmm. maybe when I'm traveling to invite them over so that when there's all that lull when you travel, yeah. you have time to go and check out a museum, go at night to restaurants. Yeah. I also exercise almost every day. What and do you do? I do different things. Sometimes it's I just go for a you know, walking, Yeah, mm-hmm, you know, and I walk for an hour and I come back to the hotel. Like if I'm mm-hmm. traveling, that's typically what I choose to do. Or I go to the gym or I do a lot of like circuit training, oh, cool. CrossFit. That's I would jog thing. around the Vermont farm. Oh, I, I do that <laughs> when I'm at the farm. I do a lot of jogging. I do a lot of jogging. I do a lot of stretching, walking with the kiddos all over. Yeah. What else? I take baths. 
almost every mm. night and I take baths with my kids at night. And that bath is really like the beginning of like the most relaxing part of my day. Like when I get that tub going and like oh, yes. the water, I'm like, oh, yes. Me like this you is, love a bath. I love a bath. <laughs> with, I love a bath with a kid until they stopped being willing to have, have Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not there yet. They yeah, still yeah, are off like, let's zone. go and take a bath. And oh, it's like those little rituals with them. And then it's like after that, we spend a lot of time like putting creams on like my oh, girls nice. like and also hunter he loves putting really the moisturizer oh, so cleansing we brush the hair oh, uh, so nice. we dry brush like we do like my bathroom dry is like the epicenter the yeah like I the epicenter that. of that because i think that it's important to build those habits yeah yeah those definitely. habits stay with you for life when they are just on automatic you know autopilot Okay, also, speaking of creams, mm-hmm. your or Elixir Vitae, your, it's a serum. Uh-huh. So that is a beautiful product. It's also $400. Uh-huh. Tell us why it is that price and what it does. Because it does a lot. Like, your skin looks insane after, but... I know. It's like, I can't live without that. So I wanted to make a product that was... Well, let me just back up. Right now, there are a lot of new technologies around bringing you top the topical results that you get from injectables, right? Mm. The mode of action is very different than injectables. Like, for example, like there's a lot of ingredients that help you relax wrinkles, kind of like the Botox effect. And there's also a lot of ingredients that are about redensifying, volumanizing the skin, similar to what fillers do immediately. Yeah. You know, fillers do that immediately and drastically. Mm-hmm. But there are ingredients now that you can find, you know, in a lot of German labs, for example, like have mm. created the technology to help you, you know, plump up your skin because we lose a lot of like uh, fat pads, especially yeah. in our skin as we're getting older. And then the skin looks hollow, wrinkles look deeper. So... I was just like preview to a lot of this technology and I wanted to make like a super serum that had all of that plus all of the basics like the vitamin C, the vitamin A, the hyaluronic, the the acids, a lot of the resveratrol, everything. Like that serum has, I think, like 40 something actives. And by the way, just like a little sneak peek. That whole range, you know, like our supernatural range, yeah. is getting a huge technology update in <gasps> August. Like we've been working on this for like almost a year and a half and also a huge repack. Mm. Like we did our own custom bottles. Oh. So that's launching in August. And now that serum, you're going to find it with 71 active ingredients. Oh my God. No way. Yes. Oh. So it's getting a boost, <laughs> a super serum getting a super boost. A super boost. Exactly. Like that mm. is like one of the most concentrated products in the world Wow! with all of this new you know biotech ingredients that sign that you know sound out of like the avatar movie (laughs) so good (laughs) best beauty tip you ever got or that you believe best beauty tips like what Mm -hmm. do you think you know i think that it's very simple it's consistency I think that nowadays, because there are so many products and people have like so many temptations about switching things, trying things, a lot of people don't give enough time for the products that they bought to work. So true. And they're also not using it at the right concentration. Like I see so many people like using like half a pump. I'm like, 
like you gotta girl, go like it. that's not gonna do anything for you. Like put two or three pumps in there and take it all the way from the forehead to your chest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like just like uh, a little bit. And also like I see a lot of like, I use this eye cream every other day. I use this eye cream at night. This is my serum for the weekend. This is my I don't know what right. for like <laughs> I'm like, you're just wasting your money. You are not getting results. Mm-hmm. Especially out of like your important anti-aging products like right you can change cleansers you can switch moisturizers between day and night like a heavier at night a lighter yeah. during the day you can change face oils but your serum and your eye cream need to stay consistent day and night because that's how you get the clinical results yeah that's it's, what you're doing when you're when you're testing when you're things. testing them in labs it's like subjects are using it every 12 hours for consecutive days for a number of days so they can see the cumulative benefits. I always think of consistency as being so important in acne, particularly, and I don't think of it so much anti-aging, but it's such a good point, Mm -hmm. you know? It's like... It's consistency is just good for... For, for for skincare overall. And I think that a lot of times thinking that you're doing a service to your skin because we've all heard that the skin gets used to this and that things stop working, right? Like yeah. that you need to be switching it up all the time. Then it has led to this culture of trial and that doesn't give you know, the skin, the thing, and or, you know, people stay using the things that they've noticed that are actually giving them results because they always feel that they need to be switching things up. And, and when you speak to skin biologists, they just like laugh about the whole concept. <laughs> They're like, there is no such a thing as the skin getting too lazy to respond to the active ingredients that you're putting in. <laughs> it's like That's just good... BS, you know, like bad science. BS, bad science. Mm-hmm. That is just not true. Good to know. So good. Well, thank you so much for being here and for your beautiful products that we just die over. Oh, thank <laughs> yeah. you so much. They're incredible. Okay, I love that she was an engineer. She's this glamorous Colombian woman with the best outfits. She smells like a field of flowers. She's got this fancy beauty company, and at heart, she's this engineer. If I could do her matrix thing with my schedule, my life would be really changed for the better. And like GP, she takes a bath every night. I used to take a bath every night when my kids were little. I mean, like, we would, like, all get in the tub together, and it was the most, like, fun bonding moment. Aww. I know it sounds crazy, but we... Yeah, that so sounds cute. Nice. But now... We moved and my kids are older and I have this crazy 80s hot tub on our deck that my boyfriend and I go in every night. People said you'll you like you'll use this a couple of times and then you'll never use it again. Yeah. And like it we use it every night and it's like kind of the jankiest oldest 80s thing and it doesn't matter. We just love being outside sitting in hot water. But I do feel like a bath bath is healthier. Like you're putting Epsom salts and essential oils, like, you know, how like the goop baths, you Uh know, you pour them in. Oh, it's heaven. You know, it's a little healthier than an old hot tub. I'm more of a shower person. Like a shower person before bed? Oh, like, like I could be dead tired. I could be drunk. Like I will take a shower before bed or else I can't go to sleep. It's like a compulsion. And it has to be so hot that it hurts. It has to like scald and burn my scalp. <laughs> <You're crazy. laughs> I know it is crazy. And I do love having the G-Day, like the ashwagandha shower wash. You use the G-Day at night. I use it G-night. at night. I know it's like energizing, but oh, it just like it. fills the, the bathroom. Yeah, oh, the smell is insane. So and I only wash my hair once a week. So I always have a shower cap. 
Ah. Yeah. And I swear the showers are going to be like the cause of any relationship problems with my husband that may arise because <laughs> we'll never go to bed at the same time because I have to take my freaking shower. I mean, he probably loves it about you secretly. <laughs> you taught me that thing about hanging fresh eucalyptus in your shower. Oh, yeah. Like you can I, get at the like the florist yeah, or at the grocery. At a get deli. Some, yeah. Well, I actually stole that off Bon Appetit's Instagram because that, that editor, Andrew Knowlton, said he did it. Oh, my God. Our obsession with Andrew Knowlton. Yeah, he's the hottest. <laughs> yeah, he, he had posted like a picture of his shower at one point with a eucalyptus frond hanging. And I was like, oh, I have to do that. Yeah, you just hang it over like the shower yep. thing. Yep. I and and it's Andrew Knowlton. He's the handsomest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Back to Tata. Oh, we haven't discussed our joint obsession. The cleansing oil. Oh. I feel like it's better than any cleansing oil. Anyway. Yeah, it's like I have I break out and like, you know, the inclination is like don't use a face oil, a cleansing face oil when you break out, but I love it. It makes my skin just amazing. And I don't use a washcloth to take it off. Yeah, like a lot of people much. say that, but you don't, you, have, you don't to. have to. I use the oil cleanser, the Tata, with a Clarisonic. Ah. And I love it. Like, it just it feels so good. And, you know, again, like soft skin, perfect. It's a little exfoliating. Yeah. And you get all this, you know, incredible like oil that. in your skin. And I actually, I asked the inventor of Clarisonic, I was like, is it weird to use a face oil instead of just like, you know, cleanser? Like, will it screw up the Clarisonic? Yeah. And he was like, no, actually, it's the best use of the Clarisonic is to oh. use like cleansing face oil rather than just regular old cleanser. And he said, if you don't like the color that it leaves, you know, because like oil stays oh, yeah. in the bristles a little, you just wash it out with a little shampoo. Cool. I actually love her hyaluronic gel moisturizer. I always bring it with me to yoga, and it's in this like it's in that beautiful green bottle, like all mm -hmm. her skincare is, and it's so kind of nice. heavy. And I curse myself for carrying it around, but it's oh, it's the best. It feels so soothing. Yeah, I stole some of yours yesterday at the you office. Did. It feels so good. You can always steal some. It lives on my desk too during the day. I also love her irritability treatment. Oh. I like, it's this tiny little bottle and I just, I was so charmed by the name. It's these essential oils that like put you in a good mood and they also smell so good. Like I use it in my makeup bag as oh. perfume. Oh, really? You know, like I carry it with yeah, me. Yeah, everything she makes smells good. Okay, we could talk about Tata products forever, but I think it's time to answer some beauty questions. What kind of beauty questions, Megan? Funny you ask, Jean. We've gotten some really good ones lately. And we want more. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, just send it over to Goop on Instagram or Facebook. Any beauty question, all beauty questions. And now to today's question. Okay, we've got Hannah here. I love the look of no makeup, but I want a little something. What are your favorite no makeup makeup products to give you supple skin and just a hint of color and polish? Well, that is our favorite favorite look at Goop we love is a no makeup makeup. no makeup makeup I can't tell you how happy when someone's like how do you look so good when you never wear makeup and I'm like I have a full face <laughs> right now you just do not know you don't have a full face well you I have a little I mean, here and there I have a little here and there I I think concealer is the key a lot of people will use foundation to try to erase flaws and that's not what it's there for it just like sort of evens out your skin and for me it's just basically for SPF you know if you've got anything that you want to conceal do not try to conceal it with foundation use concealer do you use the same concealer for under your eyes as that's spotting yes. yeah, ritual defeat it's use a it miracle <laughs> I love it. It is great so I think that's a huge key to no makeup makeup is letting you know what you want to think about is my skin is beautiful 
I want people to see my skin. So it starts with skincare and some kind of great moisturizer for everybody. And then I feel like mineral sunscreen is important for most people. Um, And for me, you know, I love Beauty Counter Dew Skin, which is SPF 20 for every day. And I use that, but I use that just to kind of get a little SPF and like make my skin look glowy. It's not for covering anything. Then I go in with the Ritual Defee, cover any like under eye circles, zits, anything that's bugging me. And then eyes, my, I remember a long time ago, I read something where Kathleen Turner was talking about her routine and like she couldn't go out without mascara. And I was at the time, I was very young and I was like, who, who would have need mascara to go out? <laughs> well, now I'm like <laughs> older and I'm like, I kind of do need mascara. <laughs> and I love, there's uh, the one from Juice, there's the one from RMS, but the key to making mascara look natural, looking no makeup makeup in my opinion, is liquid eyeliner. I know that sounds really extreme, but I use it. You just, you ink in, like it's almost like connecting the dots between your lashes, like the last sort of outer mm, third of your upper eyelid. And then always have Q-tips to kind of, if you mess anything up, but you put that on first and then you won't need tons of coats of mascara. You'll need like one coat. It just makes your eyes defined. It doesn't look like eyeliner. Wow. And that is the, to me, that's the ultimate no makeup makeup. Like you get rid of a little flaw, you define your eye. Just on the top you're talking about? Just on the top. You don't need to do the bottom. I mean, some people look amazing with all that, but we're talking no makeup makeup. And then a little glow, which I think, I love the trick of putting a little lip product on your your lips and then I just putting too. putting a little dot of it on your cheeks. And I love Kosas lipstick from um, in Rosewater. I also love there's this hot pink sheer balm from Alio A Also and it's called French Melon. Oh, it's so pretty. And it looks like it's gonna be crazy. And then you put it on your skin and you're like, oh, I just look totally awake and fabulous and yeah. like I'm not wearing makeup. My Kathleen Turner moment is I read in a magazine a million years ago that Kate Moss would put Vaseline on her eyelids. So it's just like this clear gloss. You know who taught her that? Who? Dick Page, the makeup artist. Ugh, I, anyway. Yeah, he's the coolest. But I just love that. I love the the idea of like glossy lids. Mm. So I love the the Jillian Dempsey clear eye gloss we oh, we have. I so love pretty. that. It's just so summery and like it's just like the essence of summer. But it gives you a little something. A little something. Yeah. And then I also love um, the Bombyard Lip and Teeth cheek tint and it, again that. it looks crazy in the pot you're like oh my god this is so dark and it looks so good on everyone's skin tone gp wears it does she yeah yeah, yeah. she yeah. also loves the alia alia is good i've seen her applying it <laughs> <laughs> i've seen you applying it a lot <laughs> yeah i'm a little obsessed <laughs> uh, so thank, thank you. you hannah hannah <laughs> it's a good one Thanks again for joining us on The Beauty Closet. You can learn more about our new podcast series at goop.com slash beautyclosetpodcast. We hope you'll come back next Wednesday for our next chat. And in the meantime, just tap subscribe to keep up with new episodes. If you're liking what you're hearing, please rate and review the podcast. And share it with a friend. Talk soon.